Spiritual Trady Podcast is ad-free. Oh. Welcome, Spiritual Trady ladies and Spiritual Trady boys. We have a very special guest for her maiden appearance on the Spiritual Trady Podcast today, the lovely M for Mindful Maidment. And she is a mindful marketer, um, an international um, viral journalist <laughs> for Body and Soul magazine. <laughs> and she's also on the side when she's not running the world, she's a yoga teacher. Wow, it's quite the introduction. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so how are you today? I'm great. Good. I just got back from Bali. Fresh back in the country. Fresh back in the country. Good. For about 24 hours. Cool. So let's just start off slowly with um, straight into it, shall we? Great. Um, so I, th- I kind of feel like with spiritual people, there's two lives. So let's start off um, ha- the transition point or ha- the first life that you had before yoga, before this mindful process started. Right. So you want to know where it all began. Yeah, the dirty dark oh, side. So good. <laughs> I think you're right. Everyone that I talk to that's kind of um, in this world definitely has that moment where they're like, and then I realized yoga or whatever it was. Uh, So for me, I started practicing yoga when I was um, a teenager, but very much just because I wanted to be able to touch my toes and do flexible people things. Um, And so I carried on like any normal teenager does. I went to university. I was studying PR. I was living very much a fun party lifestyle, not considering my health or well-being very much. Just having fun. Just having fun, just having a great time. Uh, and it was, of course, there was, a, there was a period of sickness. I went traveling. I picked up some friends along the way, two little parasites uh, that went undiagnosed for a year. And I was incredibly sick during that time. And the whole time... I kept saying to the doctor, you know, I've been to Thailand and I was sick and there could be some correlation. And I remember him saying to me, you know, sometimes love things in life, they aren't connected. I was like, (laughs) okay, don't know, I'm not vibing with that. And so after that's a whole other, you know, podcast story, um, the Parasite Saga, but it went on for a very long time and lots of very strange things happened with my health and during that time, I just, I had this sense that I intuitively knew that there was something going on related to my trip. And it was during that time that I started really practicing yoga and showing up every day for classes and having this experience of something that went just beyond, oh, I can touch my toes. And wow, this practice is teaching me to really trust that inner voice a little bit more. And it was during that time that I connected to meditation as a practice and I realized that, yeah, there, there was something really to this that was, that was beyond just stretching my body. Beyond the physical. Beyond the physical. And yeah. then once I healed the physical and, of course, found out that, surprise, surprise, there was some parasites that I, compact, that I contracted on my trip in Thailand. Yeah. Um, then I was able to, I guess that really showed me, okay, yeah, this is a powerful practice. And ultimately, it, it's an awareness practice. And that inner awareness, that inner ability to tap in. Um, to that intuitive space within it was was what was that profound moment and that's what ultimately shifted uh, my whole life and I after about a probably about another year of integrating that and, and working full-time and still doing yoga um, every day and really kind of connecting with it on a deeper level and reading all the books and diving into the spiritual practice 
I still was then very much living two lives. So there was kind of what I called hippie M that was the yogi and just wanted to do all the, you know, eat, drink all the smoothies and not that that's very yogic, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, all yeah. those kinds of things. Um, and then there was the full-time working in PR, going to all the networking events. Um, and I started to realize that there was this very much this disparity between what were my real core beliefs and values and the way in which I was living 90% of my life. Um, as opposed to the you know the hour a day that I got to spend on my yoga mat, and so it was um, again there was an, there was another catalyst. I've had two, uh, and that was when I discovered that I had a, a hormone imbalance. And I remember sitting in my naturopath naturopath's office, and she said to me, "Do you think that you could be stressed?" And I kind of said to her, I was kind of rocking back and forth, and I just <laughs> said, "I'm not stressed. I do yoga." I totally meditate <laughs> and she just kind of gave me this look and the look said it all and that was that again it planted that seed of like oh okay so now I think that I'm on this path and like oh I'm really into yoga but I'm actually still stressed and yeah. you know what it's my lifestyle and my job and and yeah the job was great and in one sense it was my dream job but I was so attached to that story and so it was letting that go and for me it was leaving my job, going and doing a teacher training and then heading off on a traveling the world adventure that has then ultimately shaped the last four years, which is when I have really feel like I've integrated and stepped into creating a lifestyle that I want to lead that's in line with my values. That's crazy. It's a very long story. It's, that's a great story. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've only known you for about a year. Mm. So yeah, I've definitely seen you transform even over just the last year and just really step into your power a lot, um, particularly mm. with Mindful Melbourne, your Mindful, mindful Marketing. Melbourne. I've yeah. taken over the it's, Mindful It's all of Melbourne. There's no, there's, <laughs> you've left nothing out, particularly with that. And just the way that you seem to have stepped into a flow and mm. you've been able to really embody the practices that, that you've learned and then be able to pass them on to other people. Other people, um, you know, it's something that, you don't really try to achieve, but when other people start noticing, they feed back to you, mm. kind of kind of effect you're having on on them, and it's really it's a great it's a great loop to be reaffirmed that you're on the right path, and just to be able to um, do something cool and healthy, and you know get it all into one bundle, and then yeah use that to as momentum to keep pushing forward, even even though you're still a successful businesswoman. That's very kind of you to say. I think the the moment of that for me was just actually letting go is what allowed space for that flow. You know, let go and then let it all flow. All those kinds of yeah. things that we say. All the cliches. All the cliches is a reason why we say them. Um, but that for me was, yeah, and you're right. I guess in the time that I've that I've known you as well, so much change has happened, and I noticed. I look at it from a you know from a career standpoint. Um, I've always worked. Well, not always. I've worked for the past four years as a freelancer. And that to me was the achievement was I had in my head, I just, I want to be a consultant. And I had this, this story in my head that, oh, you know, you need at least 20 years experience for anyone to take you seriously. And you need to be, you need to look much older. And so I told myself all these stories. And then one day I just, I was living in Berlin at the time and I was sitting at a cafe with a friend and she said to me, well, yeah, what do you really want to do? And I said, I just want to be a consultant. She's like, well, then just do it. And I did it. I just literally, I was, happened to be blogging for someone at the time, just doing a bit of freelance writing. And I just said to them, hey, I also know how to do marketing and PR. How about I help you? And then from that, 
more and more doors open. And so then I noticed that process and I, and I then in my head was like, oh, cool, done. Now I'm, now I'm consulting and this is how I'm making my money. But there was something kind of missing and it, there still wasn't that. I was, you know, I was working specifically in the health and wellness space uh, and being very picky about who I worked with and making sure they were value aligned. But there was still this sense of hiding behind my clients. Yeah. And that's something that in the last year, I mean, I didn't, I, I was working as a freelancer. It's been four years. And for three of those years, I never had a website. I never really kind of put it out there too much what I did. Everyone came to me through word of mouth. And I was, I was just thinking, this is great. I always have a client to work with and it's enabling me to live the lifestyle that I want, which at the time was, you know, traveling around Europe and living in Bali and doing all these things. And then it, it just kind of felt like more and more people started asking me, you know, what, what are you doing? And I realized, yeah, this is, this is actually kind of interesting and I want to do more of this and I want to share this and share with other people that it is possible to, to create a lifestyle that, that you ultimately want to lead and that, it's really important to live your values because you're at, you're actually adding great value to the, your clients because you're living your own values. Yeah, and that for so many of my clients, that was their revelation. I and this is where the mindful marketing, I guess, started. Is I used to do a consult with someone and I would just ask them kind of what their business values were and then what their personal values were. And so often I would notice that they thought the business valued one thing and they had all these, you know, every, you might've seen these like branding documents that are just psycho babble and fluff, <laughs> very expensive fluff. Sorry to anyone that does branding documents. Um, and then the people behind the brand, these small businesses that I was working with actually valued completely like similar things. They might be, you know, they still valued health and wellness, but the actual lifestyle values were different. Um, or they had all these goals and aspirations for their business. But in order to achieve that, it meant that they would never have time to practice yoga. They would never see their kids. They would just be a workhorse. Mm -hmm. And so I started to see that there was this big correlation between creating the business around your lifestyle and your values. And that if your personal values and your business values aren't aligned and you're a small business, it's, it's never going to work because you are your business. Um, and so that was, I guess, what I started noticing and started consulting with one-on-one -on -one just with the clients that I already had. And then more people came to me, be, uh, you know, through word of mouth asking questions. And then I kind of thought, hmm, I should run this as a group thing. As a and workshop. Yeah, for ages, I couldn't think of a name. And so, I, again, there was a limit. There was a story. I told myself this story of of like, oh, if you're going to do a marketing workshop, you have to market it well. So you've got to have a great name <laughs> and like all this cool social media stuff. And I was like, I just don't have that. I can't think of a good name. And I, I used to call the sessions mindful marketing just because I couldn't think of a better name and it stuck. Yeah. And now I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, sure. I could have so done this. It's almost a trademark now. Yeah. Now it's my trademark. Yeah, I'm running yeah. mindful marketings, mindful mornings, my, <laughs> all these mindful events. But yeah. it's great because I think mindfulness as well is becoming um, such a mainstream word that people know what it means. Oh. So um, while we're here, I wanted to touch on, if you don't mind, this the topic that you wrote about when you went worldwide viral, if you wouldn't mind digging into that for us. Is that okay? I love that you've given no one else any context to. <laughs> You're about to. Okay. So before you start thinking that there's some crazy sex tape out there on the internet about me, what Dan is talking about... Um, is an article that I wrote. So um, I also write regularly for Body and Soul, a health and wellness magazine in Australia or online publication. 
And I shared a story with them uh, about my hormone imbalance that I mentioned before. And I had polycystic ovaries and that caused quite severe acne uh, on my face uh, as well as obviously cysts on my ovaries. And through this kind of process of, of, you know, like I mentioned after the parasite, so there was like the parasite healing journey and then that led to discovering the hormone imbalance. So that, you know, just to give you the, the full timeline of healing journeys. And, and you're only 25. I'm 25. I'm but turning you... 26 in like two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Cool. What are you going to get me for my birthday? I don't know. I haven't thought of, thought of it yet. <laughs> um, anyway, so I... Sh- I sh- <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's committed to a present now, guys. Yeah. You've heard it. You've heard I'm, it I'm committed. I'm committed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So I just kind of felt this calling. I, I'd had so many people the week before I had, not so many, I had four people reach out to me in a week that were kind of friends of friends, people I didn't know that well, just saying, hey, I've heard through someone else that, that you, you know, you've been through this hormone thing and I'm really struggling with it. And my skin's broken out and I just don't know what to do. Who do I turn to? People are telling me this information, that information. And it happened four times and I kind of thought, mm, all right. I'm sensing a theme here and I just felt called to do it. So I wrote to my editor at Body and Soul and said, hey, I I want to share this personal story. And I sent it to her. What do you think? She just basically said to me, send me some photos. I'm putting it up now. Oh, okay. So I remember sitting in Berlin um, and I had these before photos that were taken about a few, you know, quite a few years ago of my skin that I actually had taken and never intended anyone to see. They were for my naturopath to actually show her what was going on because every time I would see her I would have so much makeup on that she would be like cool I can kind of see that you have acne but I can't really get like where and how and all these things yeah because I was it was so self-conscious about it I was so I just hated the way that I looked it just it was it was awful and so I had to take these after photos so I'm sitting in Berlin and I wake up in the morning and she's like send me the photos now and so I just opened up my laptop put on the little thing that you can take selfies with and just said to myself, all right, you've got three photos. Don't overthink it. <laughs> like before you put any makeup or anything on, you've got to be authentic. If you're preaching authenticity, yeah. show up exactly as you are. <laughs> like, okay. So I took three photos and, um, and, and sent them just all three. So they would have three different angles and was like, all right, whatever, done. When I'm with my day. Uh, didn't really think about it. You know, I've shared quite a few articles on body and soul and they're always well received, but. Yeah, you know they never. It's just it's great. It's a great it's a great platform. Um. Anyway, the next the next minute the article got shared a bunch of times. I was like, oh well, that's great. And people were commenting and reaching out and asking questions. I'm thinking, oh, this is excellent. Then I get an email in my inbox from the Daily Mail in the UK, and they just said, we've read your article. Can we interview you? We want to share the story. What are you doing now? I'm like, oh, uh, sure, I can talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a phone call with them. They ask me a bunch of questions. The next minute it goes up on the Daily Mail. And that was that's kind of one of those publications that once something's up there, it's like, boom. Yeah, they're the clickbait kings, right? Yeah, they're the clickbait kings. <laughs> so the next minute it's a sensationalized story of this, you know, woman with ugly face now has non-ugly face, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which is actually interesting. Some of the comments people wrote were pretty harsh no know? doubt it's the internet oh man that like, shit stings <laughs> yeah um but then from there it got republished into a bunch of different languages yahoo france picked it up um so then i had a bunch of people in because it was republished in french writing to me in french with emails and mm-hmm. i'm like 
sorry, I don't speak French. <laughs> uh, you'll be disappointed to know that my French is terrible. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, it was it was amazing. And I just had an influx of women writing to me for weeks on end, just, just saying, firstly, that it had given them hope. Yeah. And I remember exactly when they would write to me, I, I would remember exactly where they were in that journey of feeling like, I'm trying everything. I think I'm being healthy and, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And what, what am I, what's not right? And so let's go into what, what's, what's going on. How do we, how do you, how did you do well, it? Well, for Is me, that... the, the big thing was definitely diet. Yeah. I, I worked, I worked with my naturopath very closely on a, a hormone balancing diet. And that was a, that was a practice in itself to commit to, you know, yeah. no caffeine, no sugars, nothing that spiked my insulin levels. And at the time I was still kind of in that work space so I was at networking drinks and all these kinds of things and so then in especially in Australia you have to go through the whole why aren't you drinking and yeah you know you're like well I have this stuff on my face and then I have these cysts on my ovaries that I'm trying it's just not really networking conversation not really no so that was a big part of it but for me that was really when my yoga and meditation practice just went next level yeah because I had had that recognition of okay I'm I think I'm practicing and I'm getting on the mat every day but I'm actually still really stressed and that was when meditation that was that became more a, a much more important practice to me than being able to touch my toes mm-hmm. i really realized that okay this is a this is a practice that's making me aware of where i am becoming triggered and stressed and quick to react to something and how can i start to you know soften that so that i'm responding to a situation i'm i'm aware and for the first for the first while i was practicing um, more mindfulness based meditation breath meditations more tantric based uh, meditation. Yeah. And then in the last two years, I've been practicing Vedic meditation. Like everyone else on like this podcast. Like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. yeah. And that's been, that that practice to me is, it, it, so it kind of just feels like my, my practice of yoga and meditation just continues to evolve as I find all these new amazing things. And now in this Vedic meditation and really exploring that and, and have been practicing that now twice a day, every day for, for two years. And just, it's just had such a profound impact over my life um and that to me was the real healing um tool was this was ultimately stress management yeah um and that's what when people reach out to me and they ask me all these questions now i'm like look i'm not a doctor i can't tell you what to eat but i'm as a yoga teacher i feel qualified to tell you download one giant mind (laughs) and meditate every day meditate every day people (laughs) yeah and like so now you look gorgeous. So do you still have to maintain that diet or you can just eat whatever you want now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still maintain the diet of meditating twice a day, practicing lots of yoga. Um, so diet wise, actually it's interesting. That's, that's the one question daily mail really wanted to know. They're like, what do you eat now? What's your day on a plate? Yeah. Um, for me, it was a complete lifestyle shift. And I think it's one of those things. It's it's kind of like when you learn to meditate, you can't unlearn. And same with, with diet. Once I learned that I felt so much better when I ate in a certain way and when I ate in a way that supported my body type. Um, and if you don't know what that is, look it up. Google what's your dosha on Ayurveda and you'll be like, oh, I shouldn't be eating tomatoes. Who knew? Um, well, garlic or Yeah, onion. garlic and all these things. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it's kind of, for me, it was that the awareness practice of yoga really taught me, okay, tune in with my body. And just because I read in an article that drinking a kale smoothie is really healthy, 
is that healthy for me and my constitution and what I'm working on and right now, right now and knowing that that changes. And so for the first little while I was super, super stricto on the diet thing to the point where it got a little bit obsessive and I would be somewhere where there wasn't an option, what I deemed as a safe option to eat. And I would just go into that moment of stress. And then I would remind myself, hang on a second. Stress is the one thing you're trying to avoid. So being stressed about the fact that there's like a little bit of honey in that dressing it's not going to kill you, love, you know, chill. And so now it's just healthy eating and living is just, it's just a part of life. Um, and I see indulgences, you know, eating all the raw chocolate and all that kind of stuff. And my taste buds have changed. So that's, that's what I like eating now. Um, so yeah, the di- my diet's definitely not as strict. I still love having coffee and I was very happy when I got to reintroduce that back into my diet, but I'm definitely more mindful of it. Well, that's so, why you're mindful MMA. Then. That's why I'm mindful MMA. You can't spell mindful without M. And you can't spell <laughs> Melbourne without Maidman. Right. Um, so what else? Oh, well, that's pretty much my story. That's good. That's a, that's a very good story. Yeah. Yeah. What was happening, like, going moving forward? What's happening moving forward? Well, I just yeah. got back from Bali, as I said. Um, I've got actually quite an, quite an exciting month coming up. Teaching acro yoga workshop this cool. weekend. I've got mindful marketing, another workshop coming up. Um, I'm teaching with Wonderlust again. Beautiful. This month. Yeah, it's really fun. Where's things. that at? That's going to be in Canberra. In Canberra. Mm, nice. I haven't been to Canberra since I was, I don't know, in grade six on the usual Usually tour. tour. Yeah. yeah, where I went to Questacon. That was fun. Maybe I'll is. go back there. It's like a science museum. Mm, cool. Mm. Yeah, so that's me. I'm just kind of, you know, back and soaking up the beautiful Melbourne sunshine. Yeah, right. In your, uh, what's it called? Winter jacket. My winter coat. Yeah, and Ugg boots. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I was very much dressed for... uh, How rude is spring? It's colder than winter. It's so rude. So rude. I tried to escape. That was my plan and it just... Didn't work. Yeah. Bali was good? Bali was great. Bali's always a good idea. I'll be back there next year running a retreat as well with my good friend Monica. What kind of retreat is it? Who's who's that with? Ah, so my lovely friend Monica is an amazing yoga teacher. And she teaches this actually really beautiful immersion course into the Ashtanga tradition of yoga. So we explore the postures. She goes really deep into the subtle body and the chakras. And she has this really beautifully integrated way of of teaching this very ancient practice and making it really, really accessible to everyone's body. Because Ashtanga is a set sequence that you do. It's quite repetitious. And so she shows different ways to modify it and and makes the practice really accessible to people. And so we've teamed up to kind of run that as an immersion retreat in Bali next year um, where she'll teach in the morning and then I'll run um, some meditation, some chanting, and teach a bit of restorative and slow flow in the in the evenings, and yeah, we'll have a great time immersing our, immersing ourselves in Ubud and chanting the mantras, eating all the food, chanting all the mantras, yes, doing all the meditations. So, well, where, who who's that for? Where where can people find this stuff? Cause it'll it'll be announced um, oh, later this month. It's not even announced. This is this, even, is, this is an exclusive like spiritual tradie. All right, what? Who's it with though? Do you know who's what? Where is it going to be announced? How are we going to find it? Yeah, so Monica and I will announce it through our social pages. You can okay. follow me on Instagram. Do it's, that. Uh, Emma Maidment with a little underscore at the end, or head to my website, emmamaidment.com, 
for all updates on retreats and events and all the fun stuff that I'm doing. Cool. Yeah, and you can catch me every month at Greenfields for Mindful Mornings. Mindful Mornings. Mindful Mornings. They look so good. I have to work, so it's not it's not cool because I'm on site and I mm. get to see on Instagram everyone just like bathing in Having the, best, the time. best yoga. We should do Mindful Mornings for tradies. We should do. you know do. I taught a, a tradie class to I, 45 tradies, yeah. all men. They'd never mm. done yoga before. It's probably one of the best teaching experiences I've ever had. Well, they loved it. We're, we're easy Tradies to please. Were all, and you we're know so what? Easy to please. When you say step your foot back at a ninety degree angle, I've never seen so many perfect ninety degree <laughs> angles. I couldn't believe it. We know angles. You know angles. So then I just started cueing based on the very limited understanding of construction that I had. Yeah, nice, nice. It was great. They loved it. They're probably laughing at me, but it was fine. Did you give them some food? They had green smoothies. Bang! They're happy. Yeah, they weren't as happy about that, but. Oh. I'm sure they came around once they tried it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've seen your moves on the building site. I can do some stuff. You can do sweet tree poses on top of <laughs> precariously placed bricks. beams and bricks. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. So, that's been pretty cool to have a chat with you tonight, Ms. Maidment. Lovely um, to chat with you. The reason why we're chatting and it's so, like, late is because... You are squatting here in this residence now. I am. Living with I'm me. I'm a little bit of a gypsy at the moment. Yeah. So you're going to be like a local on the Spiritual Trading Podcast for a little while. Am I? Yeah. Great. You're going to have to do like daily podcasts, I think. Oh, I'm loving this. Yeah, yeah. And um, there was something else I was going to say that stemmed from that, but I have no idea. <laughs> I've, lost, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> hmm. Let's just sit in silence until it comes to me. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. You can save it for next time. Yeah, I'll have to save it for next time. Maybe, it? maybe it's just that good that you you can make an entire podcast out of it. Maybe we'll have to. Oh, what do you think about yes vote, yes vote, no? And I'll put a comment on that. Vote yes, vote no. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been out of the loop. Well, there's a thing going down. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called... It's, <laughs> is this thing going down? <laughs> I don't know if you heard about it or not. Really? I hadn't noticed. May have seen some rainbows on Facebook. I mean, I'm pro rainbows all the way. All the way. Of course. All the love. Yeah. Everything is love. Love is all you need. Love is love. Love, 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 love. Even hate is love. I actually even changed my voting address so that I could actually vote. Because I was definitely registered somewhere that I didn't live anymore. Hmm. Aren't we all? And I was going to say everyone should should do that, but you've missed it. So if you've missed it, then It's already done. Yeah. yeah. Just vote. Just intend to vote. Yes. Set the intention. Let it Set go. Set the intention and just like project it onto someone else yeah. that has <laughs> registered. That, that, that you know, that you know is going to vote no. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So maybe maybe you can get to their mailbox before they do and take yeah. the ballot. That'd be a sick reconnaissance mission. Just but, go in and like get everyone's. No, yeah. You shouldn't do that. That's yeah. not legal. Well, it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. Yes, everything. Yes, everything. Okay. Always yes. Always yes, always love. <laughs> always yes. Love is love is the answer. Love is love. Okay. Um it's been good to chat with you, Em. Always good to chat with Until you. Tomorrow. <laughs> Until tomorrow. Until <laughs> tomorrow. Good night. Good night. All right, guys. That's been another episode of the Spiritual Trady Podcast. Please send all your monies this way. <laughs> <laughs>